You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Welcome back from the long, long, long <laughs> You are watching NBC's Revolution Recap right here on AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Megan Thomas. And who are you guys? Because I don't remember your names anymore. I know, it's Sorry. been so long. Sorry. I'm Francesca Dugan, I think. You think you're Francesca Dugan? Well, I so think long. that I am Ryan Hooks. As a matter of fact, I know I'm Ryan Hooks. And I am hooked on the fact that this new season is back. Bah, yes, how do you say that? Put a quarter right. in the jar. Bloop. So, <laughs> season two, episode 10, The Tres Amigos, as we know who they are. Con Mexico? Yes. Um, we see that this episode, Sebastian Monroe is back and he rescues Dr. Porter. They go to help save Miles because he is dying from the flesh wound, the blood poisoning. Yes, the blood poisoning. And I was a little grossed out with the mealworms, Ugh, yes. maggots, whatever, the little larva eating his it's flesh. Scientifically proven through the ages to help prevent disease. So what are you supposed to do then? They eat the f- rotting bacteria in the flesh, but they don't eat the healthy bacteria or the healthy flesh. So it just like eats it away and then it's gone. I'd just be scared they'd get under the skin or something. But my question is this: When do they? How do you know they're done? They stop eating. To, like, and then what do they do? They like over. go to sleep, go somewhere else. They take a nap. I don't know. They roll. I'm away. saying, how do you know they're like they're done? You can't really see their mouth. They move on. They're, I mean, they're, what do you mean they move on? They like pack their stuff they, up and go somewhere. Else? They crawl away. They're bugs. I don't know. Really? Ugh. That's really. I mean, gross. I'm not a doctor. I'm a, I'm a host on an after show talking about meal well, anyway, I'm glad we're back to the season, by the way. Yeah. Finally. 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 A long um, break. It, that was so long. That was and a really you know, long break. It, it really, to me, I realized how much I really like this show because I found myself week after week like, oh, I need to see Revolution again. I missed it. I'm sad. And I'm glad at the same time. Oh, my gosh. You're so crazy. So, yes, let's jump right back into it. Um, of course, we see that uh, there's a nice reunion between Dr. Porter, Aaron, Miles, the whole shebang. The, the whole gang's gang. back together. They are. Putting and the band back together. It's a little sad, though, because we see that Aaron is, you know, doesn't have the love of his, love of his life, Cynthia. Nope. He's, you know, going through shock. And he kind of seems a little crazy, I think, when he's questioning Rachel and he says, what does Spring City, Oklahoma mean? What is that place? Well, like, just like at the end of the last show, we are, what's, prediction was Spring City was going to come back. We're going to be a part of it. So he, he was feeling the same way. He knew there was some connection. He needed to make the connection. Right. He and, needed to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, the, the kid said it like five times. So clearly there's something <laughs> in Spring City, Iowa, because he kept repeating it. Right. So. And then if you don't pick up that clue, probably not the brightest. And then you watch saying. next week's episode, and then they are in Spring City, Oklahoma. Right. Oklahoma. And so Aaron made um, – he, he, I think he, he did a good thing here because he was telling Dr. Porter that he shouldn't apologize to him, but he should apologize to Cynthia, who was dead. And in a way, I mean, I get it because 
he, Dr. Porter, he messed up a lot of people. And the fact that they saved him, I don't know if that was a good idea. What do you guys think? Do you think Dr. Porter should have been saved? Well, I think Miles would have probably died if they hadn't had saved Dr. Porter. So it was definitely necessary. Um, I mean, I feel like in this age in the show that, I mean, they don't really have a lot of people. So, (laughs) you know, regardless of what happened, they need to put things behind them. And really, with Aaron's response, Aaron really has no one to blame for Cynthia's death but himself. He had the opportunity to save her. If he said to the nanite technology, hey, I want you to save her instead of saying kill them all and then save her, you know, she'd be alive and things would be totally different. Right. I think he does at this point. I think it's part of his grief, though. He's trying to find somebody to blame. And, yes, Dr. Porter had a a hand in that. But I think ultimately it is his fault. And so it just kind of makes it easier, I think, to help, you know, to blame somebody else. You know, when when you're going through something tough like this. But anyway, we see that the group decides they're going to split up because of, if you remember from the last episode, um, Miles made a promise to Bass that he would tell him where his son was. Yep. And as you see, Miles almost died and almost did not give that information to Sebastian Monroe. Um, I think it's, I think, do you guys think that he should have told Bass straight out, your son's in Mexico, go find him? Or do you think he was right in saying, we're going to come with you? I think he was right in saying that, that they needed to go with him. Because obviously his son had met Miles before, so knew him. I think if Monroe had stormed down there in Monroe fashion, it would have been dramatically bad. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. You saw him, how he was speaking to him before he realized right. that it was his son. Who he was. He didn't even know who he was. and yeah. Well, do you guys think that they should have taken the entire gang? Or do you think they should no. have gone with a small group? I think they were right Subset. to go with a small group. I mean, there's no point for the other people to go. Okay. You know, I mean, well, it, it would have been harder to sneak in the great city that is Mexico. Which we soon find out, which I am ecstatic to see as they're going on this journey to Mexico. Mexico <laughs> is now the place to be. Who knew with the cartel? And crazy. Living the Mexican dream. Yes. Right. That to me, I think it's it's so funny how in this show they take a lot of truth and they kind of show it in a way that's real to me is really funny because who would have thought that Mexico is a place where people want to go, people want to live. That is where you go for prosperity. They're waiting at the border to go pick fruit in Mexico. We're trying to go the that way yep. <laughs> instead of them coming always, this way. Which is awesome. It's always interesting to me to like see in futuristic shows. Where it's sort of scary at the same time. There's the potential to see that, like, America, as we know it, has progressively gone down in the last several decades. Exactly. And we're not as great as we think we are. However, other countries are doing well and are growing and prospering. And, like, a lot of times they show in these TV shows and these movies a vision of America that is really bad because that could be progressively where we end up in the next you know, 100 years or less. How ironic. I know. There's so much irony in this show, I think. Especially in the fact with um, Rachel when she says to Monroe, you know, you killed my son, I'm helping you find your son. I think that's really big of her. I think she's come, she's grown a lot if, as we've seen through the different episodes because beforehand she was ready to kill Monroe. But I think if Miles wasn't there, she wouldn't. She if she's be only there. doing right. it for Miles. Obviously. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen between them? 
something awkward. <laughs> <laughs> something awkward or something oh so right. Mm, feels so good. Oh, I don't know. That's going to be, be interesting. So wrong. Right. Save be interesting. that for predictions. <laughs> exactly. So then we see that uh, they get across the border pretending to be tomato pickers. They get across the border. That's so funny to say that. They get across the border to Mexico to be tomato pickers. Tomato pickers. Um, and they go to Puesta del Sol. Can, couldn't they have just jumped the fence? I mean, isn't the thing to do just jump the fence, get in Mexico? Apparently, that's. Harder. Things have changed, okay? okay. Exactly. The fence Things is higher changed. now. It is. If you see, what, what was it? Was it like a train? It looked was, like a train, yeah. That was blocking off? I can't really tell. Okay, well, that's what it looked like. That's what I thought it was. So um, they're in Puesa del Sol, Mexico, to find Connor, because Connor has been put there for a few reasons. Um, Miles says one, because um, they wanted to hide him away from Monroe, because, I mean, he's very dangerous. And of no course. better place than Mexico to hide somebody from right. somebody dangerous. And he also has family, um, there. family there. And they find that his family's dead. And, and of uncle. course, yes, his, his aunt was... and uncle are dead. Yeah. And as they're questioning people, here comes the whitest Mexican ever. <laughs> it's Connor. And here's the question I have. How does Miles know that that's Connor? <coughs> because clearly he's 25. I would say, how old was he when he took him down there? Do they ever say that? I don't remember. They that. never say it, specifically. I think, but he was young enough because he kind of... Re- uh, Connor was saying he remembers being brought down there, brought down there, and and he remembers Miles. So I mean, yeah, he had to be probably. But I mean, how much do you really change? But, that's a, but you, know, you like, change a lot. Think about it, because I'm thinking, okay, if he's like, if he was taken down, I'm saying maybe like ten, which makes sense. It's about fifteen years ago. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, I kind of know you. You look, oh, Miles. But I think, yeah, but if I they think, know who they're looking for, I think it was too because every time they were asking everybody about Connor, everyone would just like shut up and hush their mouths. And then when they realize that there's like a cartel in town, I think you put two and two together and you're like, he probably has something to do with this. I didn't think he'd be like the ringleader, the head, the head yeah, honcho. He's the head he's, honcho. He's, he's, the, he's the number what, one. No, he's number two. Number He's probably like number three, four. He's not that high up, you know, 30 men. Meh, I mean, the town's only got 45 <laughs> people in it, so. I mean, so he's moving up the ranks. He's, you know, we'll give him that. He's, he's a young dude. But so. he's not aiming high enough. Apparently, from what his father says, but we'll get, to that, we'll get to that in a second. Um, I don't. Do you think that it should have been a little more apparent for Bass to know that that was his kid, or do you think he really was? You know, because I feel like when people say they see their children, like you know, you look at them and you're like, "Yo, this kid looks just like me." Yo. That, I think that's more of a motherly instinct than it is for a father figure. Really? Yeah, because like you know, obviously the mother has some kind of connection that you know. I believe they call it an umbilical cord, but uh, that was a joke. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh-huh. um, yeah, so there's a connection between the mother and son or daughter that's different than I think with the father, and especially if he's never seen the, the kid. I know, before. but I'm saying I feel like you would know. You, you're looking like a for feeling. a white kid. You're in Mexico. I mean, you know, he's here. This kid's like got a chip on his shoulder, like you do. I don't know. I just feel like he probably yeah. should have noticed. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Well, yeah, the second he Which one of these doesn't belong? You're a little different. One of these things, not like the other. Right, like I feel like he would have been a little quicker with that. I don't know. You're a little slow, Monroe. But they were out at bar too, and he's frustrated because they can't find him, so maybe he could have been. He was doing just tequila. Yeah. True. It's a little dark in there, a little seedy place. So then I don't know if I really liked Sebastian Monroe telling his son that he was Sebastian Monroe. I think he should have kept that in his back pocket a little longer. What do you guys think? I liked it. Why? I liked that scene. I, I thought the, the tension in that scene was really good because I felt like the kid didn't respect him or care who he was 
until he found out that he was Sebastian Monroe. And then he's like, no, you're kidding. No, really? Wait, really? Really? And then he like, you could see a, the look change in his face where he, just because of his name alone, had respect for him. I can see that. But I also think that that put him in more danger because of who he is or and who he used to be when the Monroe Republic was at its height. Right. And then he took him at the end, so... Right. And I definitely think that has to do with the fact that, you know, right. But do you, I mean, do you think he would have taken him if it, if he was just some random guy that was like, hey, I'm your father. And he kept being the same level of tension, but wasn't Monroe. I mean, no, I think mm-hmm. I don't think they would have taken him. I think it would have been like this random dude came across the border. He's my dad. He's trying to find me. He's a loser. <laughs> and it, that would have been it. I mean, think about it, because if you've got, you know, Senor Nunez, who is the head of a cartel, what does he care that some random gringo came over and wants to see his son. Yeah. He's not going to care. You're breaking it all the Spanish today, aren't you? I'm, I'm bringing it in, honey. <laughs> Every little bit that I know, which is not a lot, unfortunately. But but I'm thinking, thinking about it like he he wouldn't have cared. He wouldn't have brought him in for questioning or to talk to him. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, and, and you have to don't forget that there's a bounty on his head. There is still? There, well, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't go away. Well, I'm saying they, of course, they thought he was dead. That's, you know, everybody still thinks he's dead. Nobody knows he's alive. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the word has traveled down to Mexico that he was dead. They might still yeah. think there's a bounty on his head. You know what I mean? I mean? Maybe they don't even know about the body, though, either. Exactly. So, so then we see, um, well, before he, he gets taken away, we do see that he has a dialogue with Rachel and Miles. And they're trying to convince him, look, you've seen your kid. That's enough. Keep it moving. Do you think that's the right advice? I don't know. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just think uh, Sebastian kind of has a mind of his own, and he was determined to see his son. So I don't think he would just yeah. leave as easily like that. I don't think it mattered what they yeah. said to him because he was going to stay if he was going to stay, and he was going to go if he was going to go. And I think actually when Rachel was like, you know, sarcastically was like, oh, it's like you're looking in a mirror because they're both kind of have that. Right. That kind of probably sparked him even more to want to go back and speak with him. Right. So, I mean, if you wanted to get out of there and just go back home to Texas or go back to Texas, then, yeah, that probably wasn't the best uh, thing to say to Sebastian. Yeah, I I think he was, they said he was going to stay or he was going to go regardless of what they said to him. So he had his mind made up to stay and talk to him and do, do all that. So he was going to say. So it didn't matter. Right. I, I think, I mean, as friends, I think they said the right thing. Well, I'll take that back. I think their heart is in the right place to say, hey, you're not really a dad. You're not cut out to be a dad. That's oh, why yeah. he was out here. Which is kind of harsh. Like, dang, you're going to tell this Sorry. man. You know, he's he's not cut out to be a dad. And he's seen his son and just kind of forget about him. I think that's kind of stupid. How can you tell somebody, you have a son. Here is your son. Now turn away and keep going. Well, see you later. That is. To, Adios. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that is crazy that you could tell somebody such a life-changing thing he has such a life-changing moment and you expect him to turn away i don't think that was possible personally i think they should have left him there and said okay we wish you the best we'll probably never see you again have fun i mean mean, that's good though too because they're showing uh monroe actually having some human characteristics he's showing some sort of compassion or empathy for something that he missed out on that he wanted to be a part of you know so he's like trying to do the right thing right you know and going to see him and going to talk to him and trying to meet him Right. You know, and that's something that he hasn't really done a lot as a character in the show. He has not been the, the character that you look to for compassion and, and that kind of stuff, empathy, anything. And now we're getting that from him. So he's exactly. growing as a person, which is good. Right. And then he heads over, you know, he leaves the other two amigos and he heads over to see his son. 
And I love the fact they're playing Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> in Spanish. In Espanol. That's amazing. Oh, azul skies. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. And so I, we see that they're talking. And, of course, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree because Connor's kind of rotten. He's he's like, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are, Dad. It's wonderful you're trying to be so heartfelt. But now my boss wants to see you. So let's capture you. At gunpoint. What'd you say? At gunpoint. Exactly. But I don't think at this point, do you think Monroe really cares? No. At least he's gotten to see his son. He's like, I guess I can die now, right? Yeah, he's not going to die. They they need him. Well, let us know what you think. Make sure you head to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. Let us know what you think. Should Miles have told Monroe the things that he told him as far as his son goes? Or do you think that Sebastian Monroe should be looking for happy that he's found his son? Should he stay there with his son? Should he leave? Let us know. Hit us up on iTunes. Subscribe. Rate. Comment. Give us five stars. Yeah, you want to help us out. That's what you can do. Yeah. Help us help you by making us more searchable. You know, being able to find the shows, get more people, get more viewers. Give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you think. iTunes. iTunes. And tell your friends. Wah, tell your friends. friends. And tell my friends. And tell, tell your friends. Your and your mom's friends. And your dad's friends. And your dog's friends. Okay, that's enough friends. Uh, uh, Maybe your friends there. in Mexico. Yeah, tell yes. your friends in Mexico. <laughs> tell yes. your friends in Australia. <laughs> so now we turn the tables to Major Neville. Good old Tom Neville. Good old Tom Neville. He is part of the detail for... Um, Secretary Allenford, and they are headed to the White House. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and we see that he has come up with this master plan with Julia, and it is to kill the chief of staff because then Julia's husband will take that position, and then she will then put a bug in her husband's ear to promote Tom to a higher rank. Do, now, you, do you trust her? I don't. I don't. I don't. Absolutely not. And we see here that she is so power-hungry. So power hungry because she refers back to Major Neville and his insurance adjuster days when he was kind of a nobody. Being the housewife. Yep. Right. Being a housewife. He was she kind of a lame, lame house, right. housewife. He just, you know, she reminds him like, you are weak. I don't want that. You promised me a life and I'm going to get that life. And even if, even if her chief, her husband gets promoted to chief of staff and Neville gets promoted, he's still not going to be at the level of her chief of staff husband, why would she then get rid of her chief of staff husband to be with him? I don't think he's thinking clearly right no. now. Who, She's Neville? Yeah, Neville is not thinking clearly. Right. But if that, the one thing he did say, I'm going to gut him. So if he dies and then he gets promoted, you know, then... He's still not going to be... That's what I'm saying. He's still not yeah. going to be the same position as her husband. Right. Well, if Neville kills her husband, though. He's still not going to get that position because there's a bunch of other people. Like, who Depends is he? Depends on how far he gets promoted. I mean, if she bugs him hard enough. But still, he's there's other people in line. There's uh, Secretary Allenford could get Dead. chief of staff. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is there's so many other people who could have taken that position. We're about to get all Game of Thrones and just kill everybody. Probably so. But I'm just saying I don't think she would give up because that's really, really close to being the president's wife. You know, right. next is vice president. You know, it's really close. So I don't see how she would be okay with saying, yes, you can kill my husband and you can be my new husband. Right. Even when he said that, her kind of look on her face was, I was wondering what you guys thought because she didn't really have an emotion. It almost right. looked like, oh shit. Like, uh, excuse my language. <laughs> no, no like, but I, I really, I think it was more like, yeah, you think that's going to happen, but it's not. Uh, I'm a woman and I'm tricking you because you're just a dumb guy. 
Right. And he even says he wasn't thinking Welcome clearly when he, when, when, he, when he says, you know, I can't believe I love you. This is why I'm doing all this stuff. He's not thinking clearly. And he almost got caught with when he was putting the serum. The yeah. Little, I thought that was crazy that and, he and, just busted in on uh, Chief of Staff and... Right. Because someone could have heard the struggles, something like that. He's, he, he, that was a very desperate move for him. And and I think the desperation came from the pep talk, quote unquote, that he had right. with Julia school. about him being so weak. And, you know, I remember from last season, you see a flashback of him hating the fact that he was that weak guy. When his son saw him get beat up by a robber yeah. when the blackout first happened, he... You know, for him, he's like, I will never be that guy. I don't want to be that guy anymore. So I think her comment kicked him into overdrive. And he's like, you know what? I don't even care. It's not like they can do DNA testing and, like, fingerprinting to see that right. he was. Yeah. And this is the first him. time we've seen him in a situation where he's – his emotions have controlled the situation. Right. Which is like another change in characters. Look at us developing. Yay. Right. Because right. Uh, he, he's never been one that is driven by emotion or doesn't know what he's doing three steps ahead of what he does. Right. So, like, th- this is a kind of a cool little scene. Thing. Yeah, he's very strategic, but this yeah. wasn't strategic. Not killing at all. the no. chief of staff. When he busted in there and no. choked no. him out no. and poisoned him. Yeah, it's going to get messy. And I think he's, because he's letting his emotion get to him, they're going to notice, especially um, Secretary Allenford. I think that's going to be his Achilles heel. Because, I mean, Allenford knows who he, who he is. So I think eventually he'll, he'll start putting two and two together. The erratic and say, behavior and stuff. Right. Yep. So what, what's in the file then? I mean, exactly we see Jason finds the secret just... file. Thinking. What do you guys think is in the file? Some power maneuvers. No clue. World domination. Some pretty important plan because Jason's uh, expression was like. Well, yeah, too, and you saw the reaction that Allenford had when he when he came in the room and put the file down, and you think that came just after the scene where they all had to talk with the president. So there's some kind of snowballing effect there that's going down. Right, and I'm I'm kind of scared what that might be because we also see how that is attached to what goes on with um, Doctor what Doctor Porter and Charlie see back in Texas, which is there's something getting injected into oranges. Yes, I think it's all connected. Yes, do you think so? Some kind of mind altering chemical. They're like, hey, have an orange, but you're gonna die. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all it's all connected. There's, I mean, there's no reason for them to not be connected. Right. And it, it's going to be interesting how this plays out. I'm, Of course, this is why we love revolution so much. Yes, yes it is. Because it keeps you on the edge of your seat. So let's jump over to that. We see that uh, Aaron and Dr. Porter and Charlie are left in, in good old Texas. And Aaron decides he needs to leave and go to Spring City. Why do you think he doesn't take Charlie and Dr. Porter with him? Maybe, maybe it's because of how he's dealing with, with uh, everything that's going, the death. With the death. His, maybe he has some sort of guilt because he, you know, feels like he might be the reason, the cause of some of this. Right. He he is a big chunk cause, reason of this. Uh, I think, again, he needs to be away from everyone. I think him, you know, going off on his own helps him deal with himself. And I don't think a lot of people, would understand other than, you know, Cynthia, who's explained to a lot. I don't think he wants them around. I mean, she, you see that comment that Charlie made where he crisscrossed the creek three times or two times to lose the trail, which means he did it intentionally and didn't want them to follow. So, I mean, if he wanted them to go, he would have asked them to go and they would have gone. Right. So it's, it's him dealing with his emotions in his own way and it's him finding things out on his own. Again, a third character change in development because he doesn't usually do things on his own. He's not right. the kind of guy that's the go do it, fix it, take care of the problem kind of guy. 
and he has no fear now, uh, which is a, a stark contrast from how he was in the first season because mm-hmm. he was so, you know, scared, timid, and now he, he's getting ready to go through the wild. I don't know how far. I was just thinking about this. How far is Spring City, Oklahoma, from where they are in Texas? In Texas. Yeah. That's not a short walk. Okay, a drive in itself would probably. From where they are, well, they, they, really, live in Texas. They, they were close to the border because they. That's they what I'm saying. In, from the bottom of Texas to the very top is about ten hours. So drive time. Drive time. That's driving. So how long did it take him to get to Oklahoma? Like five weeks. He got 10 his workout weeks? in. He got his workout in. So for him to think in his head, I'm going to make it to Oklahoma and with no help, is amazing to me. And the fact that he did it is is like beyond my mind right now because. How could you not run into any trouble exactly. being Aaron? I don't know. But, I mean, that tells you how determined he was and how, how serious he is with the stuff that Cynthia told him, which was you need to face your whatever this yeah. is. That's why you're going through this. That's You're not going to know what or how to deal with being the nanite dad unless you actually face this I mean, stuff. nothing motivates somebody more than death. So, I mean, that's, I'm sure, a huge driving factor in his character. I think, too, the reason they split them off is it helps give them us more plot points. I mean, now that we have a third plot that's going on, you know, or a fourth plot underlying. Yeah. So there's so many different ways they can take the show and things they can develop and grow in. Right. Because we have 11 more episodes this we season do. of greatness yes. coming your way. Yes. So we see that um, as Charlie and Dr. Porter are looking for Aaron, they also find that there's a, something weird going on in the in the town. The Patriots are bringing in wagons. So there's one more wagon coming in, and Charlie and her granddad decide they're going to hijack it. And Charlie is a killing machine now. She, she's grown into, I remember the very first or second, no, 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 it had to be like second or third episode. She was just struggling with the fact, should I kill this man? If I kill him, this is what could happen, but I don't want to kill him. And now you see her, she kills without hesitation. Didn't bat an eye. She doesn't care. And to the point where her grandfather's just like, who is this girl? <laughs> and she's like, what do you think? That's why you, you brought me along, right? He probably was like, I thought you were... I mean, I, I don't think he he put two and two together. Like, she's going to kill them. I mean, what else could she do with them? Right. She can't just let them live, right. obviously. But to actually see her be such a killing machine and kill effortlessly, I think it made him go, okay, my baby is not a baby anymore. <laughs> oh, you have it all grown up. <laughs> yes. So then we see there is a truck full of oranges. Right. What did you guys think when you saw that? At first I was like, okay, maybe there's something underneath the oranges. Right. But then they didn't go. They didn't develop that scene more. So I was like, okay, it really is oranges. What are they going to do with these oranges? Yeah, I really had no idea. When I actually wrote in my notes, like oranges? Question mark. What? <laughs> what? Something's not right here. Right. When I saw the oranges, I thought the same thing. I thought maybe there was something underneath, or there's like, oh, they can't be oranges. They're hiding something in the crates or something. There's but no the- need for them to hide anything, though. I mean, who's going to stop them? I mean, you never know. So then, of course, we see that in the town that the patriots are. You know, the head patriot is telling everybody, trying to instill hope, giving them a nice Barack Obama type of speech full of hope and change. It's a luxury yes. we can now afford. Have oranges and take vacations and, and go we'll to tobacco. Yes. And think about that concept to not have a grocery store. Like you, you kind of forget how like these people don't get that stuff. We go to the grocery store a couple times a week. No issue. And we expect our oranges to be there from Florida. We expect, you know, like California guacamole, avocados yes. you, all ready you, to rock. You always feel like that, you know, you never think that that is also something that happens when you have no electricity right. when you don't have the logistical systems to bring trucks to where they need to go. Yeah. That kind of thing. 
That's amazing that these people are just like gold when they see the these oranges. And then we see behind the scenes that they're getting injected with something. What do you guys think that is? Mind-altering chemicals? I don't, yeah, it has to be. Right. I think it's going to be something very addictive, like what they gave at the camp, with, yeah, what Jason the, had. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have some kind of chemical. That uh, way, yeah, it's, it's very addictive. You know what I'm saying? Because then they're going to crave it. Then they're going to do whatever they have to get it. And the, what so better way to follow. control people? Yeah. Exactly. What better way to control people than to have them addicted to a substance? I'm not buying oranges anymore. <laughs> Not ones that look so juicy and delicious. Well, then that's called rotten. Nobody's buying those either. <laughs> They're cheaper. <laughs> okay. Well, you keep eating them. I'm going to keep my, eat my rotten oranges. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. And so, so we see that um, Aaron makes it to Spring City, Oklahoma. It is a ghost town. No one's there. Except. Except dun, dun, dun. Well played. <laughs> Grace. Grace Beaumont is back. We remember Grace from the tower. She's also one of the people who helped. You remember create this technology? What? What the heck is Grace doing there? That's what I want to know. Yes. Questions that needed answers. And how is she? How We're going to find there? out next time, aren't right? We? How did she get there? She walked as well. I, no, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> she walked. She no, she had to. She I had mean, to. everybody has a walk. She hailed a cab. I don't know. <laughs> she had to. I don't know. But this is really weird. And I'm wondering, do you guys think there are other people that are also in the city as well? In the city. Yes. Like a, like I'm saying a lot of people. Or do you think it's really just her and maybe like one other person? No. I, feel, well, I kind of feel like it's going to be just deserted. Like okay. kind of like a hideout. I mean, you thought the tower was deserted too. And you saw there was a whole community dedicated to protecting the tower and the technology. There was like 12, 15 people there. I feel like a lot of the same people may be in this town. You feel like they made it? I feel like there's probably something there that's related back to the tower. That... You know, they were dedicated to protecting this. Now they're protecting something else, which is another thing that will help in, in the progression of the technology or the power situation, things like that. I don't know if the people made it, though. I feel like they, because, you know. I mean, Grace made it. I mean, but Grace is Grace, Beaumont. <laughs> what? Maria, we love you. Hi, Maria. I think, I don't know. I, I don't think that, I, I'm with you. Francesca, I, I don't think there's a lot of people here. I think it's pretty deserted. Yeah. I think she made it. I mean, I do think the people from the tower probably came with her, but that's a long trek from Colorado where the tower is to Oklahoma. There's a lot of things that can happen. They could have gotten captured. They could, you know, dealing with animals in the wild, dealing with dysentery, like it's the Oregon Trail. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that I'm sure that they're having to deal with. Your so wife I, is low on food, right? I don't I don't think I don't think everybody made it. Maybe like I, one other person. Yeah, I just yeah, I just feel like it's a special place. So it's going to only be the key the key characters dealing with this. Do you guys think that the little boy is going to resurface? Or do you think he's gone I hope for good? So. I don't know. I could see, he, maybe he could, but I could see that he's already played his part to bring him to Spring City. So, maybe, but I think they yeah. need him, and he's a good way for them to use and or explain things more. Like if they get to a point where they're giving more details and talking about the technology and that kind of, he's a good like form to deliver that information. Where like he would know the best because he is that right. technology. So here's what I think. I think as more stuff gets revealed to Aaron, especially since he's come to the city. I think the Nanites may come back because remember in the in the last episode in episode nine, the little boy said, I'm not coming back. Like right. I'm done. I think then he will come back but in a different form. So maybe now this time it'll be like an old lady. Maybe. 
or something okay. from his past. I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. It's something different. I think he'll come back, but not in the way we've seen. I want to see more, too, what's going to happen with, uh, now that Grace is back in the picture, the locket. Because as we saw in the early season one, the locket controlled power. Right. And she had one, but then lost it. Uh, so now that Aaron has one, and there's a couple other ones floating around, what potential can they do in Spring City, Oklahoma, that maybe right. that she's been building or developing with this locket and this power that, that holds and the way that it can create and But here's the thing. Energy. Do you think the lockets still have power right now? The, yeah, they, they. Why wouldn't they? Because because remember when the the blackout happened again? Remember you know when they turned the the lights on and then all that stuff happened at the tower. They blew up Philadelphia and Atlanta, and then the power went out again. Why did the power go out again? If they had, I mean, they have power. They can probably try to help reignite stuff, right? They could have used that little power source to turn the tower back on and to power up power for everybody right mm-hmm. but they didn't do that so i'm even wondering if there's still power left in those things i think so do you think there is i don't know do you think wait so you guys think grace has one well i she, think no, she, she was, had one and it got taken from her remember in the so do you, but do you one? think she might have well because she might still one. i know but she might still have it or she might have no gotten hers one. got taken from her remember which one uh, who took it the the one guy that that was part of the group yeah that, that um, guy. worked the, creep, oh, yeah. the creepy guy that yeah Randall the, yeah Randall that's it. Randall but took that's it from her. but remember Randall shot himself so he was still there at the tower right but, he but they was were behind, enclosed in a room yeah he yeah was right but then room. they bl- busted in the room later of course they, they had did. to I mean they probably got in there but did they maybe didn't know I don't know I, I don't think Maria has one and I think no that, they did get in hold on they did get into the room they couldn't stop the the atomic bombs he had already pressed it right he had already pressed it it was already got so i'm saying i feel like she probably got got back but obviously i don't think they work because they probably would have used them to activate they don't know stuff. how to use them though marie's the only one that, and people no, Aaron, from that group, that's what i'm saying aaron has his but marie, he doesn't know how to use it he's, he they, does they, he never knows seen you touch it. he's he had because last season remember he was at with the phone or the pictures he, yeah he, he knows that it has power but he didn't know he how pushed, he did it he did you just push the button in the middle and he, like he knew how to do it well you know that's we'll what i'm saying it. so i feel like I there's disagree. no power there's i some... think there's still power and i think it's gonna come up i think you can't just push the middle button anymore and it yeah and on. there's something to it but there's definitely still power but there's something that maria is gonna introduce that's gonna help us yes we're gonna have to get her on the show ah, maria we have to call her by her name on the show grace, grace. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry grace beaumont everyone yes we can't call her Maria. Um, but, yeah, I think we got to get her on the show, see if she's going to tell us anything. She probably won't. It's a long shot. But <laughs> we can still try to get her on and so, see if she'll what tell is, us some stuff. I'm interested to see. So in this day and age of television, and there's so many shows on, there's so much going on, did you think that the last episode before the break and this episode coming back in, like, brought enough to the table to, like, really get people excited back about the show again? I do. I, I do because I, I think now we've got four different plots that yep. we're dealing right. with. We're dealing with Aaron going to Spring City. We're dealing with um, Neville and his I don't conquest. Know. Yes, conquest to be back in power. We're seeing that Miles and and the other two amigos are on their way uh, to Mexico. go see a son. So there's something going on and with also Charlie Monroe's Porter son. and the stuff right. in the camp. So. so there's four, you know, there's, I think this is a good setup for the rest of the season. Cause I, I remember it, la, the last episode we recorded that you weren't that excited about the episode and what had happened. And I thought that for an end of mid season episode, I didn't think they put enough in it. There wasn't enough that happened that like made you like really want to come back and watch, you know, next se- you know, the next section of the season. And you know, a lot of episodes end with like big 
questions and big. No, I think there was a lot of questions. I was just, I just didn't like the whole little boy thing. Like that just, there was stuff about that that annoyed me. But I do think there was enough to get us, you know, salivating for the next, for the last half of the season. And I think this was a really good setup because there's so many directions that it can go. I'm at this point, I'm trying to rack my brain like, okay, now what are they going to do with Connor? That's and, exactly the whole time. Right. I'm like, why are they, why are they bringing him into the picture now? And why Mexico? Like a whole nother right. They're going to restart the Monroe Republic, right? That's but he, the plan. and you know what was funny when they went to go look for Connor, I didn't realize that they were heading south to Mexico. I thought they were going to go maybe somewhere in the Plains Nation, maybe in Oklahoma, and meet up with Aaron by chance. And never in a million years did I think they were going to leave the country. So this Me is either. the first time they've left the country, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, whoa, it's different, right? Well, awesome. To I don't see. know. We'll see. So yeah, let's get into some of these predictions for next week. Soundboard crapped out, guys. Sorry. <laughs> After Buzz TV predictions. Uh, ah. All right. So let's. Well, there we go. There it is. Flashing lights. Light. Sound That's effects. As close Woo. as we can. Francesca, get. what do you think? Yes. Uh no. Well, like I just said, I'm really just. I don't know what I think. I'm just really excited to see where it goes with Mexico. Okay. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Aaron, and we see in the promo for next week his old wife priscilla is also yeah. she made her way back to spring city oklahoma why do you think that is yeah i don't know that was completely <laughs> out of the how, blue that was they, crazy. they were together when he was at google right like way yeah, back yes, forever back, in the day. And back when he was writing the software code so i think she's gonna have to have something to do with the software because that's what he developed when he was in college and that's what made him famous and rich and that's what also all this technology is based on or or maybe because you know he's so distraught he lost priscilla in the first season and then right. just right now he lost he needs a love Her interest. Her name, Cynthia. Cynthia. I totally <laughs> forgot. So many weeks in between. But um, I think that maybe her seeing her again is gonna re-inspire him yeah. to rewrite the code. Maybe well, or, or, just new code. help him grieve. He's not really gonna grieve anymore. Now he's gonna be like, oh my god, distractions. Right, Priscilla. And I think you know. And I honestly think he he still loves Priscilla. He really loves her. He wants to be with her. And the last time when he when he saw her again, she had. Children, she was married. Family, you know, yep. she had family. So maybe now her family's gone. Oh, that's probably wrong to say. <laughs> but maybe they can be together again. I see Locket power in their near future. Whether you think so or not, I see it coming. It's probably coming. I don't know. I guess. We'll <laughs> see. So then, I'm, I'm so mad at these Lockets. Because you know, I feel like if you have a Locket, Aaron, why don't you freaking use the little thing to help heal Cynthia or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, heal. I totally forgot about The lock about is so healed that all they do is turn power on. Okay, fine. He, he, there's so many instances he could have used that. I mean, and you he know, he could blow people it. up too, but he doesn't do that enough either. I'm just saying. I just feel like there's no power. Anyway, so then <laughs> we also see for next week that um, Monroe is with his son. He gets captured and his son is like getting ready to whoop him. Beat him like slaves. He's gonna get beat. I I think that something's gonna happen there where Monroe does something very Monroe like from his past where he instantly gains the respect of his son. He's gonna kill somebody, he's gonna do something that's gonna make his be like, wow, that was really cool. Tricks, (laughs) something he's gonna get all start to (laughs) soleil on us here and hang from the rope. No, like. I was waiting for actually for him to do something where a fight was going to break out in the bar or when they held him at gunpoint where he was going to fight off these six, yeah, eight, 30 mellow. gringo-esque people, you know. <laughs> I don't think – here's I think the opposite of that is going to happen because that is – Nothing? What we, no, 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 no. Take it? No, what I'm saying is because at this point, I think his his fight is different. His fight is mm-hmm. not like I need to prove to you that I am the man. I think it's going to be – 
he's inspired his son. The talk that he had from this episode, which is, you know, you're a Monroe. It's in your blood. You can't fight that. You should be leading thousands. You shouldn't be, you know, leading 30 men. I think that might, you know, if he's truly his dad's son, then that has sparked something in him. And I think he's going to see that his father, you know, he's going to see like, look, my dad's right. What I'm doing here is nothing. So he's going to somehow just save free him. his dad and save him, and then they're going to ride off in the wind. I don't know. And <laughs> take over something new, perhaps. Maybe Mexico, maybe Bolivia, maybe Chile. I don't know. Maybe they'll just keep going south. Who knows? But I, I do think that instead of his son getting the respect of his father, I think it'll be vice versa. I think it's a little twist. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we see, again, ugh, Rachel and Miles will have to come to the rescue here they come to save the day. They already knew that was going to happen, come though. To save the day. That's kind of boring to me. That's like to me, that's expected. I feel like they should do something different. I don't. know. I guess we'll find out. Tune in next week. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> where can we find you guys? Go ahead, ah. Francesca. Tell us where we can find you. Twitter, Instagram, Vine, X O X O C E S C A. You can find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Yahoo and also Snapchat. Hey, uh, special shout out to Nicole Cooper. Australian Snapchat sent me, hit me up because they watch Revolution down in Australia as well. So wow. thanks for tuning in, checking us out. Thanks, Down Under. Down. And as always, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. Don't forget to follow us and subscribe on iTunes because we love to hear from you and we love to Comment, keep you. Call us. Intrigue. Give us love. We'll give you love back. So until next week, make sure you stay tuned. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here, and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.